brothers. We're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a high five. All right, cut and print. Beautiful guys. Dynamite. Yo, yo, yo. Nashville. What's up, man? Peace to the city and peace to the planet, guys. Another episode, man. Check this out. Back-to-back episodes, guys. We hadn't done it in a minute, but you know what? It's Suicide Awareness Month. And we got to turn it up a notch, man. We got to turn it up a notch. Back-to-back episodes with the baddest podcast in Nashville. Let's get it, man. My name is Jonathan Davis. I go by Junebug. Nashville, my name is Leon Davis Jr. I go by L Dog, and my son is right, man. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. That, uh, uh, suicide, but it's mental health. And that's what we all about, man. We all about making people aware of this, of this mental health thing, man. It hadn't gone nowhere. It's still the new pandemic, and we got to get it, man. We got to do something about it. We got to get more resources. We got to get more information out there. So guess what? We're doing our part by giving you another episode. Number two for the week, man. That's how we do it, man. I guess what? We got some more in store for you this month, man. You might hear, you might get another doubleheader before this month over with. So stay tuned, man. Stay tuned with Black Man Ventu. And while we on that, man, it's an overcast day, man. A little cloudy, whatever, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it's still a good day to be alive. And it's a good day for you to turn on Black Man Ventu. And if you haven't caught up with your episodes, binge listen today. It's a good day to binge listen, man. So it looked like it might rain, so you type cat that don't want to get wet. Stay inside and listen to the Black Man Ventu podcast. That's it, man. Y'all binge listen and binge watch all these other shows, man. So reach back to some of them podcasts, man, and tap in with us. Y'all know that's my pops. That is the Black Man Ventu Ratchet Weather Report. A overcast in the weather, but not an overcast on this podcast, man. We excited, guys. We're going to bring the sunshine to today, man. Michael Parham. Michael Parham, man, a great, great friend of mine. Grew up together in middle school, man, and I am super proud of this brother. He is a father. He is a graduate. He has his master's degree, man. The guy is doing the darn thing, man, and we have him on today's episode. Guys, we ain't going to hold you long, man. Right after this quick, quick break, we'll get right into it. Nashville, have you heard a black man vent today? And just like that, man, just like that, we're back, we're back. Good morning to you guys, man, good morning. Another episode, man. Man, we another keep, one. keep pumping them out, man, another episode, man. Bang, Each bang, bang, bang. You can make sure <laughs> and rest assured yeah. that Black Man Vent 2 is doing something. Yeah, so man. we got another episode, man, for you guys. Super excited, man. Again, we are the only black father and son podcast man, in Nashville, Tennessee. I Googled it yesterday. Look, I Googled, it, I Googled it today. <laughs> I, I'm just going to make sure we ain't lying. Yeah, we, we got to keep making sure we fact check everything. Yeah, man. Man. We keep saying that. But look, man, seriously, thank, thankful to everybody that has supported us thus yeah, far. Man, thank We're you. 110 plus episodes in, man. We got another great one here for you guys today. Nashville, have you heard? black man been today super excited man for the guest that we got today man yeah been knowing my boy for a long time man we was just sitting here laughing about the good old days when, when we didn't have much to worry about mm. and when responsibility wasn't at a high yeah, level man. and now folks got kids folks yeah, got jobs they, folks they, coaching they folks grown up like driving cars paying bills and, and stressing yeah. so <laughs> presenting to some introducing the others my good friend mr michael parham brother how you doing this morning I'm 
Good. Good, man. Good, man. Just just glad to have you on the show, man. And um, man, let's just let's get right into it, Mike, man. Um, you naturally brother, I know stranger to Nashville, man. Um, born in the East Nashville area, if you will. Let's just get into man the conversation about who Michael Parham is for those that don't know. Uh, high school background, college background. Um, talk about man the babies, man, and uh, let's just get off into that, man. Let's let's see what we got. All right, uh, for those who don't know, my name is Michael Parham from Nashville, Tennessee. Born and raised um, from East Nashville. East Nashville. Out East. Out East, I was playing, I was at this little game night the other day. Um, and it was like with some people that aren't from here. Yeah. And they were like, uh, what's your favorite part of Nashville? Yeah. And then I was like, out East. And they're like, is that East Nashville? I was like, nah, it's <laughs> out, out East. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it ain't East Nashville. It ain't East school for a little bit but she dropped out mm-hmm. my dad he's smartest person i know smartest person you know probably in our in our family but yeah. he he was the oldest of 18 siblings so he wow. he you know 19, he was born 1959 man education was not like on the forefront no he right was just naturally, get a job yeah, 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 yeah. my yeah. dad started working at like 13 mm-hmm. 14 i'll get i'll get into that here in the scene like yeah, we yeah. start talking about my work and stuff yeah. like that yeah but like I said, middle middle class family, man. We we had to, we did we were blessed that I grew up in the same house my whole life, man. We stayed out out east, 48, 32 Glendale Street. We don't live there no more, so I can get out of there. You get out <laughs> But um, yeah, so I grew up out there. Got an older brother, man. You know, one of my best friends, Terrence. He'll be thirty in two weeks. Mm. Um, so God bless Terrence for making it. Well, man. making it third. To, to the three old man. man. Yeah, That's yeah. A big, big accomplishment. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Big sports person, man. Yes, I played, started playing sports when I was, I started playing football at five, started playing basketball at seven. So really dove into it. My dad was a sports guy. He didn't play and stuff like that, but he always pushed me. And like, when I say, man, I was thrown into the fire. Like, I don't, I was, I, was, I tell my players and like, I talk to other people about it. Like, I was really blessed to be in some good situations as a mm-hmm. kid when it comes to sports. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. I think the worst team I've ever been on was my, Seventh grade football team at Graymar. We went three and three, and that was still <laughs> five hundred. Yeah, like, yeah, still five hundred. Yeah, like, and I yeah. thought I thought we yeah, sucked. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're terrible. <laughs> we lost three games. But like, yeah. you know, then I got older and I started to realize like these other teams. I'm like, man, like y'all really be losing. Right. Like, yeah. right. like y'all just go home and everything is okay. Like, mm-hmm. The coaches I played for, mm-hmm. like, I was getting screamed at at six, seven years old. Oh like, man, yeah. Oh like, yeah. you know, but these was these were good men though, man. Right. So, like, mm-hmm. Good men yeah. out of shot. I played at Shelby Park. Shout out to all my Jets and the Jaguars, mm-hmm. Kyle Raiders, mm-hmm. um, even Inglewood Panthers for a year. Good old but mm-hmm. um, you know, just being blessed to have some good black men mm-hmm. that you know, mm-hmm. Danny Perry, mm-hmm. Coach Coach Pratt, Coach mm-hmm. Jadon, you know, Jadon, yeah. bunch of bunch of yeah. guys out there at Shelby Park that really you know pushed me. My basketball coach, Coach Sean, uh, Et. Coach Wilhoy, all of these guys, man. Coach Al, let me not forget Coach Al. All these people mm-hmm. that pushed me, man, to be, you know, that was a village for me. Yes. You know, I, yeah. I came from a two-parent household. My mm-hmm. parents, um, they were married uh, all, for 28 years until my father passed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, but to have that village around me in the sports world, I think that helped me out so much, man. Because mm-hmm. just being, even though when I was away from my 
Like my dad was so strict on me. My mom was, but you know it's different with your dad. Like my mom was like my safe place. You know she's gonna go hard on me, but she wasn't gonna go too hard. Yeah, you got the soft spot. But my dad, he was he wasn't really like he. I could be soft on him too, but for the most part, yeah, like. Like Mike, you going hundred percent, or you ain't going at all. You yeah, know? and that's what everything yeah. I was doing yes. in life. Yeah. But to have coaches, man, that was like when I was away from them, they like pushed me in that same way. You know, it's just a blessing. It really molded me into like the person that I am today. So you know, shout out to them. Yeah. Um, even though my father wasn't big, like mm-hmm. even in my parents, they weren't. You know. They didn't come from an educated background. They didn't go to college and all of that. Mm-hmm. Education was probably the number one outside yeah. of like f- love and family right, right, and God right. and stuff like that, religion and stuff like that. Like before sports, before anything like that, education was on the forefront. Yeah. Like I remember like, I would like, if I brought home like a C on a progress report, like my dad would literally be like, all right, well, you need a tutor? It's a progress report. Yeah. They missed a few grades. Yeah, man. The yeah. whole class struck the whole class struggle. Like, man, if the whole class jump off a bridge, you gonna jump too. Yeah, yeah. Like, nah, yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. You need to get it. You might yeah. part, but it, like yeah. at the same on, time, now. he was instilling that into me, like to give me that confidence. Like, yeah, you know, man. I am Michael Parr, I'm gonna get this shit. So, yeah, you know, like, mm-hmm. That's you right. Know, That's it. Like That's it. so, yeah. you know, I was mm-hmm. definitely appreciative of him. Um I did I went to I went to Core House for elementary for K through three. Went to Hattie Cotton for one year. That's the only time I ever changed school, like while I was, you know. Yeah. Um, I went to Graymar, Graymar Middle, yeah, you know, can't hide that, that gladiator yeah. prize. Man. Man. Mrs. Thor, shout man. out Coach Bryson, Miss Patrick, shots, you know, man. two minutes shout out Miss Lowe. Strong Jones. Strong Jones, we keep yeah. doing today. Shout out to all my Graymar, yeah, my Graymar gladiators. Good roots on that, good roots. Uh, then for for high school, I attended you know Maplewood mm-hmm. Comprehensive High School. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. From there, uh, so I, like I said, education was priority for me in the household. Mm-hmm. So you know, making good grades and stuff like that. So it's, it's um, I was actually talking to my best friend Dante about this one day. We were just talking about like how you know being in education, some kids don't really have that. Like their 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 parents aren't really. Like education isn't like the number one priority or anything like that. Right. And he was like, mm-hmm. man, you were blessed to have parents that, you know, were pushing you. And I was mm-hmm. trying to tell him like, yes, I, I was blessed. But at some point, like a student has to like take it upon themselves That's true. to go in yeah. there and like make it happen. Yeah. When you're true. younger, it's not right. as much because right. like your parents are like such a, you know, authoritative figure mm-hmm. over you. And you know, the older you get, they still are, but you know, you gain some independency mm-hmm. the older mm-hmm. you get. Mm-hmm. But at some point I had to take it upon myself, you know, to go in there and handle my business, especially like a school like Maplewood. Right. You know, there's so many distractions everywhere. There's drugs yeah. everywhere, people fighting, right. um, you know, gangs and, you know, anything that come with high school though, you know, yeah, you go yeah. any high school, right. but you know, Maplewood right. is one of the, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to that stuff, when at the time it was mm-hmm. like worst high schools in Nashville, but, I persevered through all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually like stand on that thing of like education being important. I took the ACC for the first time as a sophomore. So, mm-hmm. you know, we get the free one when, when we're a junior. Mm-hmm. But um, I ended up taking it as a sophomore. I told my mom and them, like, it's crazy, man. Like, I was talking to somebody about this the other day too, like mm-hmm. trying to navigate like the, the education realm when you really don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Right. Like my yeah. parents didn't yeah. like, they knew like, hey, go hard in education. Yeah. But like, right. they didn't know like the actual steps you had to take. Man. Like, I was telling my mom, I was like, mom, it's this yeah. test I'm gonna have to take. And then, I'm gonna I'm say this like I was I was a younger brother, so I had an older brother that had just went through all of this stuff, right. and yeah. I got to sit back. And so that helped. Yeah, yeah, see, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. Well, his yeah. ACT was here. Like, I think my brother made like a 19 or 20 or something like yeah. that, which is still solid. Yeah. But like, I was like, nah, I want to push for higher than that because I know, yeah. you know, I can get scholarships and stuff. Um, 
and at the time I was like, I was trying to push, you know, to get athletic scholarships and stuff of that nature. Right. But then I took the ACT as a sophomore, I made a 20 the first time I took it. And I was like, damn, I did pretty decent, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, now I know like, you know, I can, I can, you know, I knew, I just why I tell kids to take it early. I knew like, oh, I, I did good in this area, but I didn't do so good in this se- this section. So I had a, my high school coach. I just got off the phone with him, a uh, cross country coach Warren. He uh, was my algebra two teacher, one of the best educators I ever had. He um, he handed me this ACT prep book, and he used to do little lessons during the year. But he handed me like my own personal one, and I used to wake up on like Saturday mornings and like for like 30, 45 minutes, I just go straight into yeah, it, you know, yeah. studying it. And then my score ended up going to like a twenty three, and the most I ever made like in total, like in every I made a twenty four in every section. Yeah. So. Fast forward to like my senior year, I was at school just like to be there. Like yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't have anything to do. I took like a lot of my classes and stuff. Like I, I think I had to take my English class my senior. Like these are the classes that were like serious and I needed mm-hmm. to take serious. Mm-hmm. Like my English class, my calculus class. Other mm-hmm. than that, mm-hmm. I was just there. I was always mm-hmm. working for like two periods out the day. I was mm-hmm. just literally just showing up to make it work mm-hmm. for intense purposes. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. but so my uh, my senior year, man, I was blessed. I had a full scholarship to TSU. I had a full scholarship to Belmont. I had one to UT Knox. I had a partial to MTSU. Um, I decided to take the the Belmont, the Bridges to Belmont program. Um, even though UT is, you know, UT is my dream school. Yes, we used to talk yes, about sir. UT and LSU yeah, football so man, much in school. But um, but my father, his health wasn't the best at the time, so mm. I thought it would be best. Be but, you close, know, stay I, close. I take that. I take yeah, that. Um, take that scholarship, and I stay close to home, so my yeah, mom man. wasn't. And like I was, it was me and my brother. My brother was older than me. He had moved out and stuff by then. So I just wanted to be there, you know, to be That's some good, type of support man. for my mom. That's good. Man. And to be close to home. Nashville. 16 on the dot. I just want to rock. What's up, y'all, man? What's up? What's up? What's up? Peace to the city and peace to the planet, guys. Super, super excited to be a part of a new day being Thursday. Super excited to be a part of you guys Thursday afternoon, man. Back-to-back episodes with the baddest podcast being Black Men Vent 2. Nashville, have you heard of Black Men Vent today? Guys, you know, during the first half of our podcast, we get into the BMVT ad break moment. Today, guys, we don't have an advertisement. So I tell you what, we are going to continue to promote and announce that, yes, your small business can be heard just like a radio show on the Black Men Vent 2 podcast, guys. We have had businesses such as Corner to Corner. We've had so many different businesses, guys. Kimmy's Lit Tea. The list goes on, man. We have supported so many businesses with our Black Men Vent 2 advertisements. Tap in with us, guys. For $15, you will be able to be heard right on our podcast show, guys. Make sure you tap in, man. Email us, guys. Serious inquiries only. Email us at blackmenvent, the number two, at yahoo.com. That is blackmenvent2 at yahoo.com. This is the best way, guys, that we can invest in you as you invest in us. Let's support each other, man. We a small piece of leather but we will put together. Tap in with us, man. $15 advertisement is going strong on the baddest podcast in Nashville being the Black Men Ventu Podcast. Let's go. And then naturally, fast forward, last time I went to Belmont as a freshman. Mm-hmm. 
that was a whole different experience in itself, man. It was it was tough. And uh, the cultural the cultural shock, I feel like, is what hurt me the most when I first got to Belmont. Mm-hmm. Um, I got there and like my culture wasn't prevalent. You got to think I'm coming from Greymore. I'm coming from Maplewood. Yeah, you know, man. Like, yeah, man. This is yeah. black culture. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's peak. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm going yeah. there. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong. Like, I play AAU and stuff. I'm playing with like kids from private schools. I had teammates with like CPA, Father Ryan, Lipscomb, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But it's different. Like when it's different from interacting with people and actually like being engulfed in a culture and that being the only thing that's prevalent around yes. you. So like when I got to Belmont, I struggled initially um, because it was so, one, I wasn't prepared academically yeah. because like Maplewood, I had great, I had some great educators at Maplewood, yeah. Yeah. but due to the like the yeah. totality of like, um, like they're, they're not being a, a engagement within yeah. education and education not being a priority in a lot of the households, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the teachers kind of like, I kind of, I would like get stuff kind of early sometimes and mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. then they're still teaching it for another day or two. And I already, I grasped yeah. it you know, yeah. the first day, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so that kind of like held me back and like, I didn't have any study habits when I first got to Belmont mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like Jordan Patrick, one of my good friends, he came from MLK. Mm-hmm. He's a doctor now. <laughs> right. But like, uh, right. so he, he hooped the MLK anyways. Mm-hmm. So we, we got up there and, um, and I just noticed like how like, how disciplined Jordan was when it came to academics. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, like I just, I, it was a good chance for me to see the difference between like an MLK and a Maplewood. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I just right. was not prepared. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I struggled a lot early on and I almost lost my scholarship and everything. My GPA dropped down like to my freshman year, like a two point one or something. Mm. That was about to take my scholarship away, and like by then, all my other scholarships was out the window. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. So I mean, I'm like, I'm freaking out and stuff like that. And then, lo and behold, end of my freshman year, ah, you know, Gabby, she's sick. And I'm like, ah, you know, I'm 18 at the time. Yeah, dog. Gabby's sick, man. Yeah, she yeah. keep getting sick. Yeah, I'm like, oh, man. The sick ain't going away. I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, man, you know, you kind of like. I don't yeah. got no app on my phone. And yeah. I'm like, I know with her, you know, yeah. she must go somewhere. And then she kept getting sick. And yeah. I kind of just came to terms with it in my head. I was like, right. but like, I didn't want to bring it up because mm-hmm. that's such a sensitive subject for me. It is. It so I'm is. like, you know, I'm not going to say anything. Right, right. But right. I know, like, in the that back time of my just mind. Kept and she finally <laughs> said something. I was like, all right. And I went to Walmart. I was playing 2K and she, yeah. she had to text me. Uh, like I'm 18, I'm living with yeah. my parents still. She right. texted me, I was like, all right, man, let me go to Walmart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. if you ever, if I ever, you ever hear me talking about dicks and roll Walmart, I'm going to say they good for hot chips, <laughs> hot chips and pregnancy tests. <laughs> <laughs> you need anything else, you got to go get it from there. Uh, you need some hot chips, so you need a pregnancy test. Lord have mercy. You talking about that, that's the one right there, man. That's the one right there. I pulled up, I pulled up over there. It's like, I got the test, you know, drove to Gabby House. She didn't didn't stay that far from me. I drove over there, she took the test, and she came out the bathroom crying. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's when it just changed. I was like, man, I've always been like pretty mature and stuff like that. But at the same time, like, you know, I had to, like, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. trying to be a grown yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so, man, then people always ask me, like, what was the like, what was the hardest part about it? I was like, man, y'all think about being a parent. I was thinking about telling my parents. Man, like, hello. I, I hello. knew, like, you know, man, coming from, like, man. my parents and stuff, man, like, having a dad that was there every day and that loved me, you know, and pushed yeah. me, you know, I was yeah. like, man, when I get older, 
Like, do I have this five? Even now, you know, seven, mm-hmm. almost eight mm-hmm. years in, do I have it all figured out? No, I don't have it all figured mm-hmm. out. But right. you never will have it all figured no, out. Man. Man. You, but, you said a, you said a true but, statement. But, then. but yeah. like, I knew, like, end of the day, if I leave with love, like, I would do, I would do a good job. Mm-hmm. But That's I it. was like, how am I? Like, and I didn't even care about telling my dad. Like, this is the crazy part. Because mm-hmm. like, my dad was hard on me. Yeah. But like, by yeah. then, like. It has shifted from like that little boy, like you know, yeah. he's like you. He was he was respecting me as a young man, yeah, yeah, so he was right. like he was gonna right. at that point he's just gonna keep it a buck with me, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. which he did. Yeah. But like yeah. my mom, like I cannot tell my mom that I, yeah, I just yeah. got somebody pregnant. Look, yeah, man, I told my mom, y'all, when I said her, I, mouth, her mouth dropped. I know what her you mean. Her mouth dropped. I, know I started crying. I'm like, oh, I know what man. you mean. Because like me as a parent <laughs> and my daughter is just like I hate disappointing my parents. I cannot stand disappointing my parents. But then, like, 30 seconds after that, my mom was like, all right, well, I hope it's a boy so I can go, you know, do this, do this. But I will say, I will always say this. I said this at my mom's retirement party, man. Like, my mom, my dad was just like, man, you a man. You got to be a man, you know, like, take handle your business, you know. I'm not going to, we're not going to settle for nothing less. And I know you ain't going to settle for nothing less, you know. But my mom was just like, in that moment, like, you got to think, I was like, I had like a 2.1 in Belmont. I was already oh, freaking out about school. Yeah, I'm like, I often yeah. lose my scholarship, even before the baby stuff. Yeah. And my mom instantly, like, I didn't even say nothing about school. She was like, all right, Mike, I know you probably like nervous, but you're like, you going to finish. And like, when she said that to me, I was like, it's like a bunch of weight, like lifted off of my shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She didn't yeah. even do nothing. Yeah. She didn't go buy nothing. She all she said was like, "Don't worry, Mike. Like, I know you want this, and like I know you want to make it happen. And I'm gonna make sure, you know." All she right. did tell me she was like, "Now look, I ain't Audrey, Mama. Yeah, Audrey, right. I'm not doing everything for Audrey. Yeah, you yeah, gonna yeah. have to take care of your you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. I will yeah. support you on your journey. It's That's like cool. That. And that meant the world to me for it's my real. parents. Yeah. You know, to help me out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I went to Belmont. Went to Belmont for. Um, you know, all four years, I graduated with a degree in exercise science. Uh, man, that's great. And man. a minor in uh, sports administration. I will say, even though Belmont has its pros and its cons, man, like, you know, our, like I said, the, our, the black culture was not that prevalent there. And um, I, I do miss that part of like the college experience. You know, I did meet some good people there, but I was gonna say on the pro side of that, like I did meet some good people. And I also made some very good connections, man. Like, mm-hmm. like when you at Belmont, man, you know, it's just a bunch of money floating around. Yeah, Justin Timberlake, little brother, was up there. <laughs> like Garth Brooks' daughter, Allie Brooks, I met her. Like she was super down to earth, man. Like super cool people. Um, and then like even like my freshman year, my sweet mate, like I remember, I was in there and I, he asked, he told me to come in this room. He's like, hey, come check the room. I just finished decorating. And I go in there. I'm like, I'm like, I said, man, you you really love Johnny Cash, don't you? He said, oh, yeah, that's my granddad. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I kept my yeah. cool. I was like, oh, yeah. right, 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 right. that's dope, that's yeah. dope. Yeah. I mean, I went to yeah. the other room, I said, yeah. daddy, yeah. 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 Like, right. so I was like, what, Johnny Cash? Yeah. But yeah, when I got the bell, I started getting around people like that. Uh-huh. And even like some of the people that don't have money, it was some, some really, there were some people up there, you know, that didn't want me up there. Yeah. Um, due to you know my race and my oh, background, yeah. where I came oh, from yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, but there were some also some very genuine people, man. Mm-hmm. And they uh, you know, they supported me throughout the way, man. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my one of my professors up there, and even I'm, I'm gonna talk about two professors, mm-hmm. and this kind of going, I guess, going into some venting stuff. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember, but Gabby did. She got sick for a while. She did. While Audrey mm-hmm. was uh, nine months, Gabby mm-hmm. got really sick. I'm not gonna go into you know detail out of respect for her privacy, but she was sick for about five or six months, mm-hmm. and um, she was away. Yeah. And for that time, you know, like 
you know, I basically, you know, had to do hold it down, you know, as mm-hmm. far as taking care of my child. And that's really yeah. when I was like, yeah, this yeah. parenting yeah. stuff yeah. is yeah. Sure. Like, yeah, because yeah. beforehand, yeah. like Gabby, yeah. Gabby's a wonderful mother, even to yeah. my new son, my, my our son uh, Amir. She's a wonderful mother to the Audrey and Amir. But like with her, with her, you know, getting sick and then you know going away, like I instantly saw, like I was, you know, doing my part, but like I had to like go from you know supporting to like now kind of doing everything. Yeah. Like my mom helped out a lot, you know, and then like some of her family pitched in as well. That's cool. But a good load of the, you know, the responsibility now was on me, and uh, in that time, you know, like I was trying to deal deal with her and help her, you know, get her back to you know being healthy. And then also, you know, I'm trying to raise a nine month year. I don't know what I'm doing, um, but I would say, man, that 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 time right there, you know, probably like one of the darkest times of my life. Man. Like my best friend, you know, was going through what she was going through, and I had doctors, you know, telling me all sorts of things. Like, uh, you know, I don't think she gonna, you know, like they weren't saying she wasn't gonna make. They was like, they don't think she gonna, you know, be able to be a mother. Like wow. the way she was before and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And like, God is good, man. She, oh, she man. Come on, back, yes, sir. You know, and stuff yes, like sir. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but me and Gabby, we done, you know, we done, we were separated for four years, you know. But that's one thing I always do thank God, you know, just for, you know, pulling her out of that place. Yeah, her, 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 her to be yeah. where she is now. Yeah. You know, if you were ever to interact with her, you would never knew that she even encountered anything like that. But during that time, I was like, like I said, I'm, I'm struggling in school. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to work two, three jobs, man. Yep. Like, then I'm raising a, a nine month year old kid. Mm-hmm practically mm-hmm. by myself at that point and like it was just a lot on me mm-hmm. but then i had uh two of my professors uh, up there at belmont one of them was the he's the head head like guy over the exercise science department like patrick snyder mm-hmm. um probably like middle-aged white man from like wisconsin mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. you know he probably one of the most genuine people i've ever like interacted with mm-hmm. like, in my entire life mm-hmm. i remember him uh like and i missed so much class y'all like once mm-hmm. gabby got sick because i mean at the end of the day y'all gotta realize like i was going to school and stuff full time but yeah, yeah then gabby was she was okay and she was taking care of audrey right. and then i would come home like after class or after work yeah. and then i would yeah. you know do my part but then like instantly like i didn't have any daycare my yeah. mom was working right, my right, dad my right. dad he was like you know disabled at the time so mm-hmm. he couldn't he could kind of watch her but he couldn't move around yeah. and feed her and, ba- mm-hmm. and bathe her and change her and stuff all the time right. so i really like i didn't have nowhere to go so I had to miss school for like a month. Mm-hmm. And if you know, and you know, you went to school, like you only get a certain amount of absences before that's right. you gotta like right. you get dropped from the class. Right. So yeah. you know, yeah. but then in that time, like man, Dr. Snyder and Dr. Mar- uh, Marnie Vandenhoek, mm-hmm. was the only black person in the Department of Exercise Science. Mm-hmm. Um, they really they looked out for me though, man. And like I remember Dr. Snyder telling me he em- he emailed me he said, Mike, I know you're going through a lot, but he was like, uh, he told me come the last week of finals, man. He was like, uh, I'm tearing up thinking about it. Yeah. And he was like. Like, all right, man, we're finna sit down. Like, I came up there for three days straight, and we knocked out like three weeks worth of work in like three days. Man. Come on, man. And I finished, like, I Come finished on, the man. semester, wow. and that led me into like December, and that gave me a month. And now, like, I can like put my ducks in. Now, yeah. I, can, like, I got like a like vouchers. I had to like go get custody of Audrey and yeah, stuff like that. Then I had right, to like, right. I got vouchers and stuff for her daycare. Yeah. And then, even at the time, before I got the vouchers, I mean, shout out to my brother too. Not my biological brother, but mm-hmm. I call him one of my best friends, Demetrius Jenkins. Mm-hmm. But at the time, this dude, I'm telling you, it's crazy how life works out sometimes. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. DJ, yeah. hardworking family, mm-hmm. always working. He had just stopped going to class. He had just, he was in school and then he stopped going to school. Mm-hmm. And he always kept a job. So like, even now, like, dude worked like 50, 60 hours a week. Like, wow. Just like trying to provide That's for his family. Fair. And he's yeah. like, 
you know, just trying to better himself. And yeah, right. He want to buy a house. He got so all these goals and stuff he's trying to accomplish. But right. at the time, he was not working. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. was like, you know what, Mike? He's like, I'm gonna watch Audrey go to yeah. class. Yeah. And I was like, Come on, man. Dang. Yeah. I was like, out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, bro, this dude yeah, is always man. working, but all of a sudden, yeah. like, all of a sudden, right now, he's just not working. He's yeah. like, Mike, go at to this class. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah. I'm saying, I guess I'm saying all this, like, man, I, I was going through it, but just to have a support system. I was just thinking head, that he had a good like, support system, mom, man. Like, even yeah. my dad, even though he couldn't, like, physically do a lot of stuff, he still yeah. mentally, you know, it's my best friend, he man. He was praying, too. Yeah, 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 all of that stuff. Yeah. And, like, DJ, and then my, my logical brother, Terrence, man, like, all these people pitched in and supported, you know. Mm-hmm. Even, like, Dante and him, like, Dante wasn't watching mm-hmm. my kid. <laughs> but, now, you know, like, I called Dante yeah. at 3 in the morning, be like, yeah. hey, Tay, I got this on my heart. Yeah, and, you God. know, he going to. He probably be sleepy, but he gonna sit up and listen to me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but I just the support system I had, man, to be able to 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 be there for me and support me, it really helped me, you know, make it through Belmont. But then uh, fast forward through Belmont, so I finished, got the, got my degree, and then I instantly, um, I originally wanted to do physical therapy, and then I quickly was like, nah, I don't want to do physical therapy. It was like a lot of science, and I was like, all right, and like my, I kind of had like this moment. I was like, um. What do I want to do? I was like mm-hmm. a sophomore in, mm-hmm. in college. And I was like, man, what do I want to do? This is after like Gabby had got better and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, um, I just started thinking about like my upbringing mm-hmm. and like my experience mm-hmm. within education. Mm-hmm. And I thought about like a lot of my friends. Like I said, I came from a two parent household with a strong black father at home, but a lot of my friends can't say the same. That's true. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and also like there weren't a lot of black male role models in the building, mm-hmm. you know, for us to look up to within education. So I instantly was like, you know, like I'm passionate about health, and yeah. like, you know, like a lot of that's because of my dad and what he was just witnessing what he went through. Right. So, you know, health has been prevalent for me since I was really young. Um, and then I kind of just put two and two together. I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? And then I thought of like Coach Bryson. I was like, hey coach. There it is. Yeah. I yeah. called him was like, hey coach Bryson. Yeah. I think I want to be a PE teacher. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. like, you know, Coach Bryson, like, man. Yeah, yeah, right. I know you're going to be great, man. Yeah, da, da, yeah, da, yeah. Da, 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 da. Man, it's crazy. I sat in the PD with Coach Bryson last year. Cause, you man, know, I was just, man, so I, I began teaching. Coach I'm, I'm going to fast forward to that. I began mm-hmm. teaching, and I taught three years at Brick Church. Mm-hmm. Then I transferred to Hunters Lane last year. Mm-hmm. And then now I am at White Creek. And I plan to stay at White Creek for a long time because I do not like moving. Yeah, but, man, um, yeah. but, yeah, I was at a PD, man. I mm-hmm. seen Coach Bryson. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, man. I'm old. Time <laughs> flew, bro. Time flew, bro. I'm like, man, Time I was just sitting flu. in your roll call. Bro, yeah. I was just sitting man. here, you taking my name. I used know? to work with his daughter at Madison. Yeah, yeah. Yes. This, is, this is crazy. Yeah, yeah. I was like, man. Yeah. And then I'm sitting in PD bro. with Coach Bryson. Yeah, time is flying. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Time flies, dude. So yeah, I've been, yeah. I've been, I've been teaching for five years now. Mm-hmm. I'm going in, going into year five. Mm-hmm. Did my first three at Brick. Um, mm-hmm. Had some, met some amazing people there within education, and then I had some amazing students. Man, I love my kids. Yeah, yeah. I complain about them a lot. Yeah, but yeah. I also, I'm gonna love them a lot too. Yeah, um, I like to say they love me too. Yeah, yeah. But, there, you uh, there you go. And then <laughs> I, I went to Hunters Lane last year. I didn't. I actually didn't. I didn't coach her. I coached basketball over there last year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but during that time, I did. I also, like, I was sad. Yeah. At the end of the, I knew I was mm-hmm. going to White Street because I had took a coaching job. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, sad. And the kids were, too. Yeah. And they were, like, yeah. mad. Yeah, like, yeah, right. They were, like, right. for real? Yeah. Are you going over there? Yeah. Why are you leaving us? I'm, like, y'all y'all not even taking gym next year. Like, y'all don't even <laughs> yeah. be down here. Like, why are y'all yeah. so upset? But, like, I understood, though, yeah. man. Because, like, I don't know. I, like, a lot of my, like, 
my pedagogy and like my like philosophy education stuff like that is really centered upon like uh, relationship building within students and yeah. stuff like that. So I think like for me, you can't teach kids if you don't know them. That's right? true. I've seen That's a true. lot of a lot yeah. of teachers yeah. within my five years of teaching mm -hmm. like people that want to get into the education mm -hmm. but they do not want to deal with the kids yeah. that they're trying to teach if mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah, i don't want to sure. get canceled so i'm not gonna say too much yeah. <laughs> but, like, i'm sure you catch my drift like oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. i would see like a lot of high turnover like you know when i was at brick church man it was crazy like my third year there i was the second longest tenure teacher in the building wow like, i was og and third after year. your third yeah, year like they come they like the welcoming guy, I'm in the front of the school at the beginning of the day. Wow. Like, he knows all wow. of these kids. Put him wow. up there. Mm, like, wow. Come on, man. Yeah. After your third year. Yeah, but wow. that's what I'm saying. That's how bad wow. the turnover yeah. right Oh, yeah, man. Now, I remember yeah. every year, yeah. Rick, man, we would start off in the library. And it's a charter school. And they start like three weeks before school starts. So yeah. after, we don't be doing nothing with that joke. Yeah. But <laughs> um, so we up there. And like the, the staff that was in there in, in July, even in like December, when we would like have the halfway you know we're going to break meeting mm. they're like mm. man like it would change so much mm. we always it would always be like first year teachers that like you know and they, they were like a lot of them genuinely wanted to like you know teach and stuff like that but they mm. weren't ready for the background and the kids that they were about yeah to deal with. yeah and they yeah. didn't have the patience yeah. yes. um but i think a lot of that comes from like not in all cases but a lot of times like teachers like they'll come in and they're like oh i know this i'm an expert in my content yeah. it's like yeah, like it's a lot of people. Like Isaiah Thomas is a great basketball player. He knows mm -hmm. a lot about basketball, mm -hmm. but he had he had trouble like teaching basketball to other players. Yeah. It's not that yeah. easy to sit yeah. there and teach people. That's true. So you know, right. like right. it's the same thing like right. within school. Like you might be an expert at your content, yeah. but like how can you teach your content if you don't even know who you're teaching? Mm -hmm. And like a lot of yeah. the kids that like at Brick yeah. and at Hunters Lane and mm -hmm. even at like White Street, man, like you know, like. A lot of them kids come from poverty, man. Like they, That's true. You know, yeah. like I worked at um, yeah. Buena Vista Elementary for like a few months. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I really seen it over there. Like them kids, man, like they were in they were elementary school. They were stealing. Yeah. Like they were stealing like food in the morning and mm -hmm. the evening. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, at lunch. And then, and like the uh, the blonde, like somebody that was naive, they would be like, oh, that kid is such a bad kid. Yeah. Like, nah, yeah. that kid ain't got nothing to eat yeah, at home. Right, that's right. That's right, sad. Right, he right, He's six right. years old and he yeah. already know, like, yeah. man, I, I gotta survive. Right yeah, now. I gotta survive. If I don't, yeah. I might not eat tonight. Yeah. Six. And like, we sitting here worried about, do they know two plus two? Like, yeah. you, you don't, you're not gonna be able to teach a two plus two if he's hungry. Yeah. Or you don't know where he's coming from. Right. That's but true. But once, like, that's the biggest thing I tell people, and like, I'm not a perfect teacher or nothing like that, but like, once kids realize, man, like, oh, he care about me. I just like, thinking that you he, care. He, he, he yeah. want to be mm -hmm. here. Like, you know, I yeah. might get on his nerves, but, you know, he ain't, yeah. like, I ain't going to stop showing. You ain't messing yeah, up yeah, my yeah. money first. Right, right. right. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. man, y'all kids yeah. at the end of the day. Like, yeah. As an adult, you can't let a kid get you that out of body. Man. That's true. You That's know, true. now, I ain't going to lie. Them kids, they going to do some. They going to do some treacherous stuff. I promise you, the better relationships you build, the more they respect you and the less like you will be tested on the crazy stuff. I'm not gonna say it's gonna prevent it completely, but it will be a good chance that you will not experience it mm -hmm. compared yeah. to somebody that's going in there. It's like, all right, first day, uh, we're di diving deep into biology today. Like, yeah. Like, you yeah. know, you gotta take time to like know who you working with. That's true. Yeah. Sure. Um, but sure. yeah, so like, yeah, like I said, been teaching for five years, man, coaching mm -hmm. for going on six years. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that was a lot, but that's, that's me. Hey, man. Hey, man. We love yeah, you. Yeah, man. <laughs> we love what you. I really like, man, yeah. is that you're a young black male and that you're teaching. We mm-hmm. need more young black males mm-hmm. in the teaching realm, man, so that people that, like growing up like you all, can see somebody like themselves, mm-hmm. man, in the classroom, somebody that they can identify with. And mm-hmm. we don't have that a lot right now. So kudos to you, man. Hope yeah. you be able to recruit some bros too, yeah. man. Yeah. I appreciate that. Dante actually about to be teaching. He's finishing up his last year right now. At TSU. My boy Tay. Yeah, that's good. Tay. That's good. Tay. Shout out to Tay, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. Tay, Tay, he's a historian, man. You talk to him. You wouldn't even know it if you just talked to him. Knowing Tay, how we know Tay from back in the day, but that's the most goofy. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm proud of him for doing like you're doing. And as my pop said, man, being black men is getting into the teaching industry. Yes, sir. And actually getting a better understanding of these young men and these kids, man. So, man, Tay, I know you listen to this dog man much love to you brother let's get into a quick commercial break mike man quick commercial break and we'll get right into the very very good uh bit of venting man behind your story man what you got going on with mental health but uh hey man get into this conversation guys the black man venture podcast we got my boy michael Parr here this morning that's yes, where you heard a black man vent today mm-hmm Yo, 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 Nashville. What's up, guys? Peace to the city and peace to the planet. If you guys follow our platform regularly, then you know right about now, we get into what is called the BNVT commercial break, guys. Just like a radio show, man. We give you guys a break from all the good venting. And we highlight something that is very important behind mental health. This month, guys, is Suicide Awareness Month. And we want to make sure that we do something to make sure that we're advocating behind this month. Today's commercial comes from a YouTube excerpt from the ABC Action News Channel talking about suicide rates amongst black men and boys on the rise. Check out this news excerpt and hey, give us some feedback, y'all. Let us know what you think. Thank you. Mental health experts are noticing an alarming trend. The rate of suicide among African-American men and boys is climbing. And tonight, our in-depth reporter, Anthony Hill, uncovering the possible reasons behind this rising rate and what is being done to help. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's the people's favorite counselor. I'm here, I'm chilling. Y'all are about to see something right now. Tariq Greensberry is a local therapist. He's the owner of Dearly Loved Counseling in Tampa, and he's spreading the word about the power of therapy. I am all about mental health of all people. For eight years, he's been seeing clients in a typical office setting, but recently, He's begun to harness the power and reach of social media by recording inspirational videos. And you're going to actually get to see some of the people brainstorm, share stories. Tariq invited friends, family, and mentees over to have a candid conversation about mental health among black men. We'll check in with them later. And we're going to have to do something about it because with the numbers that I've been seeing, it's not looking, it's not looking good. This is Natasha A. Pierre, a mental health educator. And the numbers causing her concern are 
the increasing rates of suicides among black men and boys. According to the Suicide Prevention Resource Center, young African-American men commit suicide at more than three times the rate of African-American women. And the suicide rate for black children ages 10 to 19 has risen 60% just over the past two decades, outpacing any other racial or ethnic group. Despite the rising rate, many black Americans are not using available mental health services, which Natasha attributes to a lack of insurance. If you've got the cash, great. But if you don't have the cash available, then that excludes you from services that can really impact, benefit, and affect your mental health positively. Living Hope Productions is trying to be a part of the solution by providing a safe haven for black men to talk about mental health. They're doing this through a free national tour called Just Hill Bro. Actor Lamont Rucker, known for his roles in All My Children, Greenleaf, and several Tyler Perry productions, is one of the panelists on this mental health tour. Uh, now, this is also a place of positivity. This isn't just about unloading all the negative, you know, junk onto each other, but it's also um, about not being afraid to do that. Or even in spite of the fear, here's an opportunity even just to come and listen. Everybody doesn't even, you know, doesn't everybody there doesn't talk you know that sometimes they just don't everybody don't want to say anything <laughs> the event started in march of 2022 and has traveled to 19 cities organizers say they're trying to come to tampa but need sponsors to make it happen what jess hill bro does is it allows men to see hey man it ain't as bad as i thought it was or man now i i, I have an avenue to to now get with a group of men because through, 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 through the fellowship, man, we're exchanging numbers. We're exchanging social media. Back at Tariq's place in Odessa, a conversation about mental health is underway. I just feel like everyone needs, like, needs help sometimes. Like, you can't do it all by yourself, you know what I'm saying? With you and I, like, we talk a lot about just, like, how much we love each other, how much we respect each other. Um, and then there's times where you have to remind me that when we're doing that to each other, you're like, this isn't the norm for me. Sometimes I got to escape, go out into nature, you know what I'm saying? Go out into the woods or the beach or something and just clear my mind. And I still feel like I don't want to be that burden to kind of be like, oh, it's just over last weekend or the other weekend. And uh, just knowing that I have those open doors and open arms to come to, man, it's, uh, it's life-saving because, you know, it's been dark times. Dealing with and taking control over your mental health is not always easy which is why therapy with an expert can be a big help. And just like that, man, hope you guys enjoyed that commercial break. We back, we back, man, we are here. Uh, hey man, Michael Parham is with us guys. Super excited to have him mm -hmm. be a part of the Black Men Vent 2 podcast. The only black father and son podcast in Nashville, Tennessee, as we always say, why wouldn't you support something like this, man? Mm -hmm. When we get into the second half of the episode, y'all know how we rock, man, to our loyal audience, man, and our loyal fans. Y'all know that the second half, we get into the mental health conversation. We talk about those things that our guests experience that are dealing with mental health and how they overcame or are overcoming those mental health struggles. So, man, let's get into it. Mike, trademark question, man, that we ask all of our guests, brother, what would you like to vent about today on Black Men Vent 2? Um, 
first I was just like, you know, appreciate what y'all doing. Because mm-hmm. like, you know, it's just something that's not prevalent in our community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I feel like that we're like it's kind of a shift. Mm-hmm. Like you you know, you're not gonna get everybody at one time. But mm-hmm. just, you know, opening people's eyes. And I have to tell students this and stuff like this. Like yeah. you don't you don't have to be tough all the time. You don't have to like, mm-hmm. you know, we all go through stuff, man. I cry mm-hmm. I, I might have cried before I got in this classroom. Yeah, right, exactly. right, right. You know, like and that's part of it. I remember my uh you know, but I guess that's what I was gonna vent about. It's like mm-hmm. probably one of my biggest feats in life, as far as like dealing with mental health, like losing my dad. Man, mm-hmm. It was a lot. It took a lot out of yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. just cause that was like I same way, man. He was a hardworking guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I started working when I was fifteen. You know, I was playing sports and doing all that. Mm-hmm. I always kept a job and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I remember when he passed, man. I like I stopped working for like four months. Mm-hmm. I was just yeah. at home. Mm-hmm. You know? Like I yeah. just, you know, I was just stuck. I was yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah. Like yeah. twenty. Three years, 22 years mm-hmm. that I was, you know, I had him. He was there every second of the day. I mm-hmm. could call him at any time and stuff like that. And then instantly, you know, like he wasn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, it, it kind of just left me stuck. And I was like, man, like, like what am I going to do? Like, and then I, don't, I told you I got my master's from TSU. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. right. I don't think I talked about that a lot earlier. But yeah, mm-hmm. I did end up getting my master's. But I, I didn't really speak about it, like, when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But my dad used to, like, uh, Kind of manifest that for me. Mm-hmm. He used to tell me like if he uh he ever won the lottery, tell me and my brother like yeah y'all ain't getting no money until y'all get y'all masters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like man, what do you mean? Like you just won the lottery? I don't need a master. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, man. So like when he passed, like it took a lot out of me, man. Cause like I was like man, like when I graduated high school, like mm-hmm. I was like all right, I was happy, but I was like all right, I got more school. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, this. exactly. And I went to make. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this ain't that crazy. Bare minimum. Yeah, you would have, you would have, you would have graduated. But um, same thing when I got when I got my undergrad degree, I was definitely appreciative of it because like all of the stuff that I encountered Mm -hmm. while you know trying to make it to the 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 finish line. Mm -hmm. But I still was like, all right, I got more to do. Yeah. And uh, he passed away into the second semester of my uh, when I started my master's, Mm -hmm. and like I didn't stop school. But uh, I kept going to school, even though it was tough. And like, you know, I didn't, I didn't, that was the lowest I performed. I still, I graduated like a 3.7 or something like that. But like, I probably could have had like a 3.9 or 4.0. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, I struggled just because like, I was like, man, he ain't here. Yeah. And then like, I kind of like lost like a desire. Because yeah. I was like, man, he's not here to mm-hmm. see it. Like, mm-hmm. why, you know, yeah. why am I mm-hmm. going to go hard now? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like, my mom, she like, she would push me in like education, but like, how can I say this? Like my mom was my mom. She was mm-hmm. she always had my back, but like mm-hmm. she wasn't like my mom wasn't gonna challenge me that hard. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, Whereas yeah. my dad was like, Yeah, and everything. It's like yeah. you gotta go hundred yeah. percent. You gotta go so hard. And yeah. I'm like, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, like yeah. I seen like he would say that and like he didn't go to school and nothing like that, but I also like I seen him go that hard for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like so like my dad, mm-hmm. so a little bit about about him. Mm-hmm. Um, so like like I said, he came from working class family. Now they were like they came. He grew up in projects stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, had eighteen siblings. They weren't all in the same group with different parents. And, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, We know that. We know that story. Yeah, yeah. 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 But um, so you know, like like I said, he didn't go to school and stuff like that. Um, but he always he always pushed me to do so. And then, like I said, he, he, he was just very hard working. So when, when I was uh, young, he actually he actually was making a lot of money. He was a, uh, I don't know if y'all, y'all remember Alpine Bagels. 
end up bagels, yeah. It, it used to be down there by Vanderbilt, uh-huh. yeah. but then it kind of ended up shifting into Panera Bread. Mm-hmm. But um, so it was a little bagel shop. Yeah, down right there down there, right before you the, go in the, the little curve part. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I know what you're shop. talking about. Mm-hmm. So he was running that for a long time. So wow, I was younger, okay. Man. I ain't gonna lie, like Christmas, like we weren't rich or nothing. Mm-hmm. But like that was worth it, and then my mom always had a job too. Mm-hmm. She's been at the well, she just retired recently. She was at that company for a long time. Mm-hmm. But um, so like we had like some solid money when I was young. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. But then my dad was like, he got tired of just being in the kitchen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's like, man, I came like these these hours is crazy. Like, yeah. He he wanted people. He don't want to miss none of my games. Mm-hmm. Like, my brother, yeah. my brother was singing. My brother had any type of musical event. He was like, yeah. I'm not missing that. Man. Yeah. So he needed a different job. Mm-hmm. But then like giving that up, he gave up money. And I remember him telling me, I'm like eight at the time. Like, like, I'm like, Dad, why you stop doing that? And then, like, I didn't know much about, like, you know, money and finances. But I'm like, I could, like, overhear them kind of talking about it. They didn't mm-hmm. talk about a lot of that stuff in front of us. Mm-hmm. But, like, I was like, uh, I was like, why you give up the money for it? I was like, you're going to be making less money now. Mm-hmm. He's like, 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 money ain't everything. Yeah. Like, you know, like, yeah. money, you know, it's only so much you can do with it. And, like, I'm not happy with doing that. Mm-hmm. But then, um, so from there, he started, uh, he started, he, he got into like courier work. So he was like, mm-hmm. he was a courier, he would just take packages and stuff to like different banks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to ride with him and stuff like that. But then he, he was also throwing the papers. So my dad used to like, a day for my dad, like when I was in like middle school and high school, like no joke, my dad would wake up two o'clock in the morning, go throw the city paper, come home, probably cook breakfast. Um, wake, if my mom didn't wake me up, she, he'll wake me up or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. And then he'll like, may probably cook for me, mm-hmm. um, in the mornings. Um, and then like, he'll go do his shift. Like he probably mm-hmm. work from like maybe eight to about five. And then he probably come pick me up from practice or he'd come to my game. And then he probably going home. And then he's a big sports guy, so he gonna yeah. go home. He gonna watch basketball, watch, watch football. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, he gonna yeah. stay up to make sure Aaron Rodgers loses because he hate Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> he's a big Steelers fan. Like, yeah, yeah. you stand up, up to watch somebody lose. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, anyway, you know what I'm saying then he would like go to bed at, like nine ten o'clock. And then we beat the next day. Wow. And like man. I'm doing the math, I'm like. That was four hours. Yeah, and like just seeing that mm-hmm. I, I feel like it, it, it really poured into me in so many ways mm-hmm. because like now even like now with me like as a teacher like y'all know like we make money but like we I not for pay. what we do I you know what I'm saying I got a good gig yeah, yeah I, I feel you you're blessed there you go you know because hey, my, my stuff my, like my subject is not tested by the state because that's yeah. a whole different level of stress. Mm-hmm. Like, I, mm-hmm. My heart goes out to English teachers, math teachers, all of that. Yeah, because they are under way more scrutiny or under way more pressure than I. Am. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. I I would like to say my, my job is very vital though. You know, because physical mm-hmm. education, wellness, oh man, weight training, gotta all have stuff it. is very gotta important. Right. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna go into that here in a second. Yeah. Um, but um, but just seeing him do that for mm-hmm. so long and like I really like I, said, I didn't notice. Like the work that he was putting in, yeah. Man. And yeah. then like yeah. the older I got, like you know, once I had Audrey, and like mm-hmm. my days would look like you know, I'm waking up and like at that point I couldn't stay on campus no more. Even yeah. though I, I like on my under my scholarship, I had my dorm up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I couldn't stay on campus no more because now my daughter. Yeah. Only time I would stay on campus, like if I just had 
if I was just like overloaded on homework, I'd be like, hey, Gabby, I'm sorry, but I got stuff up. So like, mm-hmm. I need to get this work done. I just need to be, you know, productive with time. I don't need to fight national traffic. Right. Um, but like, I would wake up, you know, like probably seven o'clock. I got class seven, eight o'clock. I always had to take 8 a.m. because, you know, I needed to work in the afternoon. So I would go to do that. And I'm balancing my, my workload. And then I got to go do my schoolwork. And I got to do my, uh, I got to go work, work, yeah. make some money. And then I was probably like, I was either working at the working at the fitness center on campus, um, or I was like, I worked at like Chip Lab, worked at Nautica, I worked at Lowe's, I worked at a lot of jobs like that just to kind of supplement myself and uh, my family. Um, and then from there, like I'm probably get home around maybe seven, eight o'clock, and then from there, like I gotta instantly, I can eat. Most people are like, oh, you gonna do homework? You gonna eat? Like, nah, I yeah. ain't seen my baby. Yeah, child. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm finna like yeah. I'm finna spend time with Audrey. Yeah, and then um. So I would do that. And then mm-hmm. once Audrey go to bed, like, I mean, I still got Snapchat memory, but I'm up at 11, 12 o'clock at night. Audrey might have woke up too. And I'm sitting here writing a paper about this girl, mm-hmm. like, crawling on my back or something. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. but um, just the sacrifice, like, that I end up having to make, man. Like, yes. Audrey, I love my child, yeah. man. Yeah. And, like, I tell you, Audrey, yeah. Audrey and Amir, but I'm saying at the time, Audrey was the best thing that happened to me. Mm-hmm. They pushed me to go to a different level. Yes, sir. But the sacrifice that my pops was doing for me, mm-hmm. like, Nobody, he didn't tell me to like yeah. do that. You picked it up yeah. though. Yeah, I just yeah, was like, you just, mm-hmm. oh, shit, mm-hmm. I gotta make this happen. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, gotcha. like, I end up doing it and now, like, I look back and, like, you know, I spoke at my, like, my dad's funeral. My dad was sick for a long time. Like, I was mm-hmm. like, uh, like, I literally, like, watched my dad fade away. Mm-hmm. And, like, I knew, like, I was like, all right, he's coming to an end. And, um, but I always, I was like, I wanna speak at his funeral. Yeah. Cause I wanna assure people, like, you know, like, Funerals and stuff like that, it's very tough, mm-hmm. you know, because you lose people. And like, he was a father, he was a brother, he was a husband, mm-hmm. he was a, you know, he was a father figure to other people, mm-hmm. you know, like sure. the respect that I have for him, my friends had the same respect for him, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to speak at his funeral, and I remember talking about, like, I had like this whole little spill, mm-hmm. but I talked about, like, just to let them know, like, hey, man, like, everything I ever needed in a dad, like, I had it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, I don't want y'all to sit here and be sad, like, yeah. oh, well, you know. Like, of course you're sad because he's gone, but just know mm-hmm. why he was here, like. He did, he he did his work, yeah, he, he did his business, business. yeah. And like, yeah. even though, like, even today, like, you know, I, not today, but like, you know, in present time, I miss being able to talk to him and call oh, him man. for advice and stuff like that. But like, yeah. I always like know, like, like he did it. And like, he, he, he got me to a point now where it's like, I can't really, like, I can fail, but I can't fail, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to figure mm-hmm. it out. Yeah, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Like, because mm-hmm. that's what he would have yeah. did. And, you know, yeah. like, I'm just appreciative, like, to have him, you know, and stuff like that. But I will say, like, losing him, like, it played a big role. Like, big, it took a big toll on me because, you know, just not having him and stuff like that. And when somebody is so, like, important in your life and they play such a big role, and then it's, like, a big, you know, a big, like, abyss now it's like mm-hmm. nothing right there mm-hmm. so like it gets tough and then like i see my mom go through it you know mm-hmm. and like i'm her son i'm not her husband i can't that's right like yeah. you know a certain like companionship i can't i can't give her yeah you know i'm sad for her even to this day you know i guess uh you know mom got her a new little, little boyfriend now but she happy though that's, <laughs> you know, that's all i care about yeah 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 like you know but just losing him man just like i would say that probably put me in like one of the worst days outside of like at Gabby getting sick and you know, mm-hmm. having to step up for Audrey. Definitely losing my pops. It's probably one of the biggest like even to the like, you know, they say like they like time heals all wounds. Like that is some bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It it do like yeah. in a way, yeah. but it don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean like 
it could be like his birthday and I'd be yeah. like mm-hmm. perfectly fine. Yeah. But then like I'd be in the car and like Blue mm-hmm. Magic would come on and I would cry like a little like oh, yeah, literally yeah, yeah. like yeah, I laid on him like as he was passing away, I laid on his chest crying. Mm-hmm. Like I will start crying in that car mm-hmm. instantly. Yeah. yeah I hear Blue Magic. Yo, 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 Nashville, man. What's up? What's up, y'all? Peace to the city and peace to the planet. Hope you guys are enjoying today's episode, man. If you follow our platform regularly, then you know right about now we get into what is called the Black Men Vent 2, Black News Weekly segment. What is going on in our city that is blackity, blackity, black, and that you, yes, you, can be a part of. What's going on in the city, man? Let's check it out. Let's see what we got. Shout out to my homegirl, man, Topania Byers. Much love to you, Black Queen. I ran across your Facebook post, and naturally, I rock with you. So I want to make sure that this word gets out even further past your posting on today, man. Let's check it out. Let's see what we got. Topania greets our audience and says, I will be participating in an all-women poetry slam Saturday. That'll be on September the 23rd. And guys, she wants to see a huge crowd, man. I have watched her spoken words and her efforts towards poetry, man. And it is truly, truly beautiful to watch this young woman and what she's doing, guys. Make sure y'all get out, man, to support Miss Topania Byers as she gears up and gets ready for what is called the Denim and Diamonds event, guys. Denim and Diamonds event, a Queen's Poetry Slam contest with a $500 cash prize will be available. Man, go out and support my girl, man. September the 23rd, guys. September the 23rd, that is at 7 o'clock. You can purchase your tickets on Eventbrite. You guys know, man, anytime we do a Black Men Event 2 Black News Weekly segment, we always put the information in the description of our episode. So with that being said, click the link. The Eventbrite link is in the description. And the promo code for a ticket discount is QUEEN. Q-U-E-E-N. Guys, this will be at Island Vibes, man. 1316 Antioch Pike in Nashville, Tennessee. September 23rd, 7 o'clock. Click the link in the description to purchase your tickets today. Topania, love your sister. Keep grinding, keep shining. Keep being the best that you can be. Let's get back into today's episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I was saying you little. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like I said, losing him is definitely it hurt me a lot. And I would say, like I said, that's probably between that and um, just you know all the barriers of being a nineteen-year-old dad. Yeah, mm-hmm. some of my darkest moments. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I know uh, what you're diving to that. Yeah, yeah, man. I know yeah. Well, I've lost. Dang, I'm like I can't say lost because I know what my parents are. They were Christian people, so I know what they had. So I didn't lose them, but. The separation part, that is tough. That's tough, man, because my mother passed in 2018. My father passed. I was just listening to you, man, right around the time your father passed. I was about 21, and, man, that was tough, man. I remember, man, I was mad at God. I was mad at the world, and I didn't care. And like you said, 
even I came here to go to TSU. That's what my mom and dad were big on education too, because that's just that time and era then, man. Well, you come in the era where education is the thing because that's what's getting people over. So yeah. that's what they was pushing. Yeah, right. And they, like you said, they didn't know all the ins and outs. Because when they, my, my mom and them brought me to TSU, go Big Blue. When they brought me to TSU, they dropped me off. Yeah, they were gone. Yeah, I had to figure it out. Figure yeah, it man. Out yeah. yeah, man. So, but yeah, man. But one thing I can say though is, uh, I thank God, man, that He allowed me to get past that. I didn't say get over it. I yeah. got past it. So yeah. that's what I want to tell you. You probably never get over it because yeah. that's your daddy. He right there in your heart. But you can get past it. You can move. You can live life. You can raise kids. All that stuff. But I still have moments, man. I'm talking about yeah. my, my daddy been gone probably thirty plus years, dude. I think if I keep talking about him, I'm gonna be a little teared up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. That's just something that's just in your heart, man. You know what I'm saying? What's my like my grandfather? What's my grandfather passed? Like my dad went to the cemetery one time out of like maybe ten years Mm -hmm. or after my my, uh, granddad passed. Mm -hmm. He can't do it. He'll be out there. Yeah, man. I'm a little different though. Like I go out there like all the time. Like Mm -hmm. nah, I don't even say like every month. Mm -hmm. I definitely go out there maybe two, three times a Mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. I just sit there. I put music on. Yeah. Yeah. Just like you know, talk. That's a healing thing, though, man. That's a healing. It's kind of it's peaceful for me. Yeah. And mm-hmm. stuff like that. But yeah, like I said, it's definitely tough. But mm-hmm. I have found like, you know, over time that it's got it's gotten a little bit better. Mm-hmm. You know, and stuff like that. Only thing like that bothers me sometimes is like the milestones out here. Mm-hmm. I remember man, yeah. I remember so I was coaching at Brick Church, you know. Mm-hmm. I started coaching AAU for a while, but then I, I coached at middle school at Brick Church for one year. Mm-hmm. And Brick Church had just won a city championship and they mm-hmm. went to the city championship. They had been in the city championship two years in a row. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of pressure going into that job and stuff like that, but you know, and I ain't gonna lie, I didn't have the talent that some of the coaches before me ever just mm-hmm. had. Like, I had a talented team, obviously, because we ended up winning it. Mm-hmm. But they were not, they didn't have a basketball background that, like, you know, they like they had Jalen Jones, you know, mm-hmm. they had yeah, Fred yeah, Bailey, yeah, they had Antonio, they got, yeah. you know, they got people, these are these Division One athletes, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't have that, you know, not in basketball, one of them, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so. I remember going into the city championship with the Hillwood, man. And I remember driving, it was raining that night. And I was a little, I'm a little, it's a big game. I got the jitters. Mm-hmm. You know, even though I'm not playing, I feel like, I ain't gonna lie, I get a little bit more jittery mm-hmm. coaching than I do from playing. Yeah. Only reason yeah. is because, like, I like I have control, but I have no control. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, like, right. All right. I can do is yeah, yeah. I can call out this play, I yeah, can, like yeah. make this scheme, yeah. I can do all of that, but yeah. I cannot go out there That's like if it's room, room, yeah, make the plays. Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah. I, get, I get a little nervous, but I remember sitting in my car, man, and I just start crying. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I was my daddy with this game. Mm-hmm. See me do this right now, mm-hmm. and, you know. Yeah. And like my dad used to tell, I, I never said, it, but like my dad used to tell me as a kid, like I'm telling you, he's like. Crazy. Like he ain't never talk about manifestation or nothing. Like yeah, that. Yeah. He used to like speak stuff. Yeah. He was like, man, you gonna yeah. be a coach. You smart. We sit wow. and watch football games, basketball games. I'm calling. I've always been like that, man. Since I was little. I just yeah. I've, that's what I tell players. I'm like, do you watch sports? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just go hoop. Like, yeah, right. you, you, I, you look like you got some moves, but like yeah. Yeah. you don't understand this the game is going on. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. But I, yeah. as a kid, like I used to sit down with him and like just watch like, yeah. UT football like every Saturday. Mm-hmm. I was unless I was playing in the game that day, <laughs> I was not gonna miss yeah. that game. Yeah. Even outside yeah. of UT, Florida had amazing teams. LSU yeah. had amazing yeah. teams. Yeah. Alabama, yeah. Anytime, Georgia, yeah, yeah. Georgia yeah. all mm-hmm. the teams. But I'm sitting there watching yeah. it, and he said, "Tell me, like you can coach one day. You're just too smart." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Man, mm-hmm. these dudes getting paid millions of dollars, and you just call the playoff right with like right before they, yeah, right yeah, before yeah, they yeah. do." I'm like, "Yeah, they ran it three, yeah. four times." Already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's third down and three. Yeah. I know they're about to do that same play. Yeah. I, they not know that. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyways, I'm just saying, like, my dad used to just, like, 
He could see it, man. Yeah. See, one thing, that's one thing, man, about having support and having older people in your life, man. It's just something about life that they lived enough of life. Yeah, they've been through enough situations that they can see yeah. stuff that yeah. you can't see, you know, at your age. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's always good, man, to have people in your life that's a little older than you. Maybe maybe five, ten, well, ten, 10 or 15 years old, you yeah. older than you. It's good to have a person like that in your life because if they're real with you, they can always show you something that you haven't seen yeah. yet, man. Man, yeah. as we get ready to wrap up, Mike, man, first things first out. You got a great story, man. And yeah. the only, only thing I wanted to tell you, man, just just because we've been knowing each other for so long now, I'm proud of you. Yeah, you man. You know what I'm saying, man? Yes. We, we, we yes. man, from middle school to now, man, who would have thought, man, you got kids. I got I got a son, man. We're just doing so much different stuff in the community to try to change yeah. what we could not change growing mm-hmm. up, man. So just for me to you, dog, I'm proud of you. Yes. And, man, sure. just thank you for being on the show. The closing question we got for you, man, we ask every guest this question, yeah. and it's naturally... Uh, catering back to our mental health side of the podcast. We always want to make sure we're talking about mental health uh, with our content. Mm-hmm. It's a young man, Mike. It's a um, young man. He uh, may have just heard everything that you said about your story, man, about your perseverance, not giving up. But, man, he's on the edge of a bridge. He's He's got a pill bottle. He's got this syringe. You pick up what I'm putting down, yeah. man. Um, talk to that young man right here, right now, man. If you could give him a two-minute, three-minute, quick little darted uh, spiel, man, of just how to get past whatever he's going through right mm-hmm. now based off of your story, mm-hmm. man, and tell him to put that syringe down, put them pills down, man, put that gun yeah, down, what is it get gonna off take? that bridge, yeah. get into his uh, mind, man, and just motivate him, man, that life is going to be better. Yeah, I mean, I would say for me, man, just like leaning lean into the support. Everybody don't have the same support system. You know, some people, they don't, they might not have anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I say if you do have people, lean into your support system and be open about it. Because, like, yes. that's one thing. Like, we people think, like, you know, we think, like, we're, we're mind readers and stuff like that. We're yeah. not mind readers, you mm-hmm. know? And, you know, mm-hmm. like, all the things that I carry, all the things you carry, all the things you carry. Right. Like, if people would have just interact with you, they would never know, you know? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I had days at Brick Church, I remember, like, you know, crying and then going in there and teaching the class, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Like, but the kids would have never knew that because yeah. I, I had a smile on my face. And right. I was, you know, Coach Barham for the rest of the day. Right. But, like, that's the thing. A lot of time people don't know. So make sure, like, uh, if you can, reach out to people that you yeah. feel like genuinely care about you, you know, and lean on that support system. And then one thing for me that I, I always think about is, like, when I'm going through something tough, it's like, like, I think of another time I went through something tough. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I think of where I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's good. I made it. Mm-hmm. I beat that shit. That's like, mm-hmm. it wasn't, that wasn't nothing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, yeah. I think about, like I said, I used to cry. But, like, I didn't even cry. I thought I was going to cry when I crossed the stage and cry. Mm-hmm. I cried so many nights when I was an undergrad. Mm-hmm. I was like, I wanted to quit. Yeah, like, if you know anything yeah. about Michael Palmer, I do not quit. Yes, sir. I don't quit on Madden. You could yeah. be beating me by three touchdowns with yeah. 30 seconds left in the game. Yeah. I am not quitting. We just going to play to the end. Yeah, because, you know, in real life, because that's my motto. In real life, I can't just disconnect from the game. Yeah. 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 I'm going to just finish it out. Yes, yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm going to take my L like a man. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. like, that's the thing. It's like, you yeah. got to think, you got to think of, like, the other side of it. Like, yeah, of course it might be dark right now. It's always like, you know, life is gonna be like I don't care how much money you have, I don't care who you know or who you think you are. That's man. true. Like life is gonna beat you Same. up at mm-hmm. some point, Same. in some form or fashion. But I would say to them, like just like I said, just remember remember a time that you were when you were down bad before that. And think about the way you persevered through it. Yeah. Or yeah. think about even if you've never persevered through it, yeah. think about what it looks like. 
to, to persevere because when you get in a dark moment, only thing you can see a lot of times is the name. Only thing you yeah. can see is like the darkness. Yes. True. So like yes. you have to like intentionally yes. like I don't care if you create a vision board. I don't care if you you know call somebody and tell them like hey man like I'm gonna finish my master. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm mm-hmm. gonna do this. I'm gonna be a teacher. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make this happen. I'm gonna pass this state test. I'm gonna pass this. I'm gonna do whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be a good father. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. tell them that or you write that down yes. and you hold yourself accountable to yeah. that. You know. That way you breathe life into yourself yeah, because yeah. a lot of times you know this world can be cruel man you know you know people are so quick to, to laugh at people when they're down yeah. and judge, you know judge yeah, and maybe yeah. not even laugh but judge mm-hmm. and like you know that's why i try not to you know do stuff like that because i know at the end of the day i've been you know down mm-hmm. myself I, yes, it's been yeah. days where i had a bunch of money in my account it's yeah. been days where i'm like ah, yeah mommy you got 50 dollars for exactly. your cash. <laughs> you know yeah. like uh yeah. but you know, it's just it's just the way life works. But I want that person to to remember their purpose. Yeah. And if they don't have a purpose yet, mm-hmm. kind of like search for a mm-hmm. purpose. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. try different stuff. Don't mm-hmm. don't keep don't keep trying the same stuff. Try something different. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and like I said, find a purpose of like why you want to why you want what you want to do why you want to do it mm-hmm. things of that nature, man. That's like that's like me with teaching, man. Like. I know I, I I didn't get into teaching thinking I was like, I'm gonna make a lot of money. I make enough money to take care of myself and you know my family. And, you know I'm, I'm straight, but like like I remember at the end of the day like we talked about earlier, man, the kids. Yeah. And like now I got man, I got kids. Like I got a kid in Innsworth right now. He come two parent household. It's the dude that ran the AU program. Mm-hmm. It's just it, that was his father, the one that ran the AU program. Mm-hmm. His name Justin Hopper, man, in Innsworth. Mm-hmm. I remember Justin like he spoke some words into me one day. He don't even know he did. I never told him. So Justin, um, great athlete, comes from a great parent, Coach Hoppers, man, one of my mentors, like an uncle, you know, for me. But I remember um, I was talking about, uh, he knew I, I had been coaching him for a long time, but he was going to high school. And he was like, yeah, I think Hensworth might be having a, um, a, a coaching uh, opening coming up because Coach Bowers, uh, you know, that like won like 10 state championships football basketball. He was yeah, stepping yeah. down. Or, mm-hmm. Not yeah. stepping down, he was moving to AD role. Yeah. And Justin had told me, he was like, yeah, coach, you need to come apply for that job. Yeah. I'm like, man, I'm fresh out of college at this point. I'm like, I ain't right. got no teaching experience. Right. He said, yeah, I'm like, man, those folks don't know me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not going to let me come up here and coach them. I'm like, man, they ain't yeah. going to do that. He said, man, all you got to do is tell them, I'm going to use Justin to do this basketball years now. I was like, <laughs> I never even took that much yeah, credit yeah. from you. Yeah, like, yeah, man, you had it. Like, yeah, yeah. like he yeah. didn't have a skill and all that. But yeah. Justin's always had a he's had a great work ethic. Yeah. He had a great attitude. He comes every day ready to work, and he gonna put the work in at hundred percent. That mm-hmm. come from his that come from his himself, mm-hmm. and that come from his parents and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Right. But for him to tell me like mm-hmm. I played that much of a role into like you know developing him in basketball, it meant so much to me. I, was mm-hmm. like, I had to give myself some credit because yeah. like Dante Dante talks about this time like yeah. this stuff all the time. Like with a lot of like coaches, especially like younger coaches, like, they'll be like, "Oh, this is my kid, this is my kid." It's like, man, this ain't your kid. Like you yeah. coach them. Yeah. You're like, don't get me wrong, yeah. we develop some like you know some really good relationships with kids. But yeah. at the end yeah. of the day, like, yeah. like you can't make a player like even with that. Like just somebody, I still to this day, it's like, man, mm-hmm. you gotta put that work in yourself. I I was here to support and yeah. guide you, yeah. you know. And I yeah. wasn't the only one that did that, yeah. so I'm not yeah. gonna take credit for that. But okay. I'm saying like now, and now Justin like. Justin's going to his sophomore year in where he plays basketball, he's a better football player. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he already got division one offers to play, wow. you know, sophomore. like Iowa, Purdue. He yeah. played a varsity now as a sophomore. Wow. But I got him, mm-hmm. Owen Cabell at mm-hmm. CPA, man. Like, you know, other kids just around the city, man, that I don't mm-hmm. touch, you know. So mm-hmm. many of them. All, shout out all my Give and Go boys. Shout out all my Brick Church boys. They doing amazing things, yeah, yeah. you know. But 
Um, what I'm saying is like, man, like you just, I, I just never knew the role I played. Mm-hmm. But then like, I was I just going back into like, that's like, that's my purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to okay. remind myself like, that's okay. what this like. So yeah. it's a tough day. Yeah. And I don't feel like getting up for a workout that day. And mm-hmm. I don't feel like training. I don't, I don't feel like coaching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to cancel practice. I yeah, remember man. like, yes. man, like the, the, the seeds I'm planting today, mm-hmm. like for the trees, it's going to grow, you know, tomorrow. Wow. Yes, so, sir. It's big. So, you know. I love yeah. it. I love it, man. That's hey, it, man. That's a good one to meet. Yeah, me, man. Hey, man. Yeah. We appreciate you, Mr. Parham, being yes, on today, man. Yes, appreciate your story, man. And, yes, man, sir. keep teaching them kids, man, because you just said a big thing. And you're right. The seeds that you plant today will be trees of tomorrow. That's a good statement. I yeah. love that. I like how you hit it on that, yeah. man. Yeah. Hey, man, another good episode, man, of the Black Man Been To Podcast. Shout out to my boy, Mike Parham, man. Yes, sir. Brother, we appreciate you being on the show. Yeah, Seriously, man. seriously. It is what it is. It ain't what it ain't. You can do what you can, and you came with what you can't. Nashville, until next week, is a wrap. Black man, don't get trapped. My- What's going on, Nashville? We want to thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode. As mentioned earlier in today's episode, we want to make sure that we give honor and thanks to the sponsors of Black Men Ventu. Our sponsor for today's episode is none other than Mr. Tony Jenkins. Mr. Jenkins, we thank you for investing into the Black Men Ventu podcast. If you would like to be announced as a sponsor during our episodes, give us an email at blackmenvent, the number two, at yahoo.com. Again, if you would like to financially help and sponsor Black Men Ventu, please email us at B-L-A-C-K-M-E-N-V-E-N-T, the number two, at yahoo.com. This has been another episode of the Black Men Ventu podcast. Good morning.